feminism has pushed the world to redefine and reconsider the role of girls and women. Raising questions about boys and men and what their role is in society. Yes, ladies, today we're talking about you. And I am happy to be back. But you guys know how we do things here. So let's go. DJ. Drop the beat. Back people, man, I missed my DJ. I don't know about you guys, but I miss these beats. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're new here, welcome to Manhood 360. It's another Friday, and we're here again to talk about our journey to becoming better men. Now, we have to always do a tradition, which is our shoutouts. So I'm not going to waste any more time. Today's shout out goes to. Yes, 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 yes. Providence. Today I've mentioned your full name. Bro, you are the shout out of the day because you have done amazing with the interview. Um, last year so in our last episode we had an interview in case you don't know please please just just go back and listen to it all right just go back and listen to it it was a fun time with my brother we talked about some interesting topics um and yeah it's been a blast and yeah shout outs to you bro you've always been a great model to follow and can't wait to see where god is taking you Mr. Starboy, the star of the house. <laughs> if you know, you know. All right. So, moving on to today's topic. I'm sure the ladies are eager to know what we're going to talk about because it's about them. And don't worry, you will know. You will know. So, today we're talking about two things. We're talking about the effects of toxic masculinity on women and we're also going to be talking about the role of women in toxic masculinity hold on before you start insulting me just sit back and listen and see if i'm actually making sense <laughs> before you attack me all right so um We've talked a lot about toxic masculinity and its effects on men, right? And I thought it was very important for us to discuss how it affects women as well. And um, in their daily lives or beyond that in all the other aspects of their lives. And one main thing that came to mind when I was thinking about this was... What I like to call the bad guy effect. So, 
girls having that ideology of a certain man. And then, I mean, not even just that, but like that bad guy effect. I don't know if you guys get what I'm saying. You see how growing up, when you're the good guy or the nice guy, you never get the girls. It's, it's, you never even just forget about it. <laughs> you never get the girls. It's always the the bad guy vibe, the fuck boy, the womanizer, the guy who's gonna pretty much hurt the lady, like guaranteed, is usually the one who gets them. I will never understand the concept. Please, ladies, if you can explain, that would be amazing. <laughs> but what I mean by it's an effect of toxic masculinity is um, because, I don't know, actually, I, I don't understand this one, but it's something that I think affects women. Uh, I, I just don't know how to explain it. <laughs> Because when you think about like toxic relationships and girls being in relationships that are not healthy at all, where the man never shares his emotions, where the man is always um, cheating and doing all these other things and abusing of her and she still stays, and I don't get it. It's it's in in parts because of toxic masculinity in the sense that the man has experienced society's definition of manhood and is imposing it on his partner because it was imposed on him, right? So you have these guys entering relationships thinking, you know, they are the head and you know, she's a servant and those kind of things. Very mixed and stupid <laughs> mindsets. <laughs> But then again, I also want to blame the media, right? Because growing up, the movies you watch, the, the nice guy almost never gets the girl. I mean, unless it's, you know, those Cinderella and those kind of stories. But in most series, in most um, movies they watch growing up, the nice guy is always afraid to tell the, the, the girl he likes that he likes her. And I think that also portrays how the media influences our mindsets so much in the sense that you think about um, all the things that you, you watched growing up and see the kind of pattern that it was showing us terms of the kind of relationship we should be having, um, the kind of people we want to become, and all these various kind of ideas. Because media is a very powerful tool. I believe it's, it's the fourth power in the country. You know, there's, um, what are the other three, sorry? Um, <laughs> uh, huh. So there's the executive, there's the legislative, and then there's Parliament, 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 parliamentary, parliamentary. <laughs> ah, wow, hello. But yeah, I feel like media is the fourth powerhouse in any country, and they can make and break things. 
that's why freedom of speech and freedom of um, media is, is, is a very important and dangerous <laughs> right to have in a country. I mean, yeah, there are a lot of effects that toxic masculinity has on women. And we discussed it actually in, in our interview briefly with the example of the little boy who didn't show any emotion when he won a prize. I mean, I still think about that boy sometimes and I'm like, wow, at such a young age, he's already adopted such a strong mindset. And if he doesn't um, find an avenue that is going to help him change that mindset, he's going to grow with it. And then it's going to get into a relationship with the woman and she will know what to do with him. He will never be showing emotion. I'm sure that's not the only thing his father told him, you know. He has to tell him, men are strong, men don't cry, men don't show emotions, men uh, men can be aggressive, men men like to do things the hard way, men like to, to use their hands, and blah, blah, blah. He grows up like that and then he enters a relationship and... He is that against his partner because that's what he's been taught the whole his whole life. And she was also taught that in a way, because I mean we all know how <laughs> the world goes and how women are treated in relationships. Another effect of Toxic masculinity on women is gender-based violence. Yes, gender-based violence. Because when men think they're all-powerful and they can do anything they want, and, you know, a woman goes against the will, a woman goes against um, whatever it is that they say or do or think, they get abusive, they get aggressive, and often hits the woman, um, this can take the form of rape, uh, can downgrade it to sexual assault, sexual harassment, and all these other things. And don't worry, but these things are going to be topics on their own. But I just want to mention them here so you have an idea of all the effects that toxic masculinity has on women. Now, I want to read an article for you guys and just react as you go along and then yeah let's do that so this article is called toxic masculinity is the real problem behind women's harassment this is an article by jess keith on the website runnersworld.com and i read I was waiting for a lift on a busy street one night outside of Brooklyn's Prospect Park when I saw him. He was glorious. His muscular thighs flexed as he jogged toward me. The arms of his Boston College t-shirt were cut off, revealing large swaths of his torso. The music from his giant headphones blared so loudly could tell it was Drake from seven feet away. He swept past me like a gazelle, and as his shorts, shorts, hey, hello, and as his short shorts whiffed by my waist, I stifled an exclamation of, damn, baby, 
He continued up the sidewalk and hung a lift, disappearing into the dimly lit park. I usually love seeing my fellow runners out in their elements, but this time, as Boston College share guy jogged off into the night, I felt rage. I felt rage begin to simmer, replacing my feelings of drive by lust. To be clear, he did nothing wrong. I just always get angry when I see men enjoying a cool, freeing nighttime run. I get mad because I'm jealous. Women can't run at night because that's when the murderers come out. Women exist in the world in an ever-present state of danger. And when we run, that danger is only amplified. So we're often on the receiving end of a lot of running safety advice. We're told, take a defense class, carry pepper spray, cover up even when it's hot outside, never listen to your music too loud. Have you seen those kitchen-shaped keychains with the razor-sharp stabby spikes for ears? How about those stun guns with the cute Lower patterns on them. The implication is this. If you are not outfitted with the gadgets and combat expertise of a character on the Americans, you cannot go run. Sorry. Why? Is it because violence against women is just an unchangeable rule of nature, like earthquakes? No. It's stupider than that. Women who run must routinely find this kind of victim blamey advice because of something humans created. Toxic masculinity. We exist in a social culture that prioritizes toughness and aggression over compassion and care, and we shrug our shoulders at the life or death consequences of it. Toxic masculinity is what you get when a bottle of unpasteurized, full-fat maleness is left out on the counter to cry. Wow, your English was mind-blowing. Sorry, I have to stop. <laughs> okay. Unpasteurized. All right, all right. Something new here. Keep going. It's what happens when traditional ideas of what it means to be a man have to be strong, violent, powerful, too tough to be bothered by pesky emotions. All these things are prioritized over pretty much everything else. It embraces violence and aggression as natural male traits and smugly excuses these behaviors when they harm others. Toxic masculinity is so dominant in our culture, anyone who doesn't identify as a windmill high-fiving alpha male is bound to suffer. I'm going to read that again. Toxic masculinity is so dominant in our culture, anyone who doesn't identify as a windmill high-fiving alpha male is bound to suffer. Now, of course, simply being masculine is perfectly fine. 
Manliness alone doesn't hurt anybody, and I personally delight in its adorable presence. You want to juggle multiple fantasy football league memberships? Go for it. You want to insist that you're actually five foot eleven, not five foot nine? No judgment there. You want to drink a beer? You go ahead and chug it, bro. But when all this man stuff is the only stuff you measure yourself by, then it can turn sour. In other words, there's nothing wrong with drinking a beer. It's when you crush the can into someone else's skull that we've got a toxic masculinity problem. In a culture infected with toxic masculinity, women are more like furniture than people. Our presence is easy to ignore until you need something. Our purpose is to comfort and please. And men feel they can treat their furniture however they please. But the best part of running is that it's about freedom. It's about feeling your legs pulse and your arms sweep. It's about enjoying the wind in your hair and the earth beneath your feet. Frankly, it's about leaving a trail of art in your wake and not worrying about it. <laughs> but toxic masculinity robs women of the complete freedom running is supposed to bring. Because when I'm out for a run, I'm worried about the potential actions of men at every moment. At best, I'm worried about some Steve elbowing past me, not respecting my space. At slightly worse, I'm worried about uninvited commentary. At actual worst, I'm worried about souls. I spend my entire daylight run synthesizing these threats. I'm not free. I'm in defense mode. This is unfair, to say the least. When I'm out running, the only dangers I should have to navigate should involve the natural world. I should just be concerned about being struck by lightning, maybe, or falling into a gutter. But instead of worrying about that stuff, I'm nervous that some under-socialized Steve will choose to do something that will ruin or perhaps end my life. Why did she say Steve? I like Steve because of Steve Harvey. Why should you my man like that? I should use uh, some old name. Uh, um, Bright. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back to it. Toxic masculinity doesn't just hurt women. It gives men a raw deal too. According to the American Psychiatric Association, toxic toxic masculinity is connected to the fact that men are overrepresented in prisons and more likely to commit violent crimes. I mean, no surprise there. Crushing beers into skulls often has legal ramifications. A new study published in the journal Sex Roles 
found that men are less likely to recycle because they don't want to seem gay. Wow. Wow. I'm going to read that again. <laughs> A new study published in the journal Sex Rules found that men are less likely to recycle because they don't want to seem gay. What on earth does recycle? Wow. Guys, I was not ready for this sentence. <laughs> what? Men are less likely to recycle because they don't want to seem gay. Oh my goodness. How is recycle? Wow. Cleaning the earth. Wow. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but all I can say is wow. <laughs> hmm. let's, let's, let's continue. For Christ's sake, a simple Google search of soap for men brought me to a website featuring an army green block of suds shaped like World War II era hand grenade. No offense to the Steves of the world, but my guys, y'all okay? Huh. I read this article and I felt like it, it, it did a lot. It kind of introduces us into um, other topics like sexual harassment, sexual assault, and everything that goes with it, right? And it also talks about some of the things we already mentioned, about toxic masculinity and its effect on men. And looking at it, it's, it's something that we're going to discuss, you know, when we talk about consent and rape culture and everything. We're really going to go deep and talk about all the underlying issues. But today I just want to briefly say that, yeah, Toxic masculinity is, is definitely something that is affecting women everywhere and in every way. And it's also something that needs to be addressed. Because if we address toxic masculinity and we solve it for the men, women are going to have better husbands, better brothers, better uncles, better men in their lives. Ladies, I mean, I'm sure most of you can relate to the article and how, you know, just going for a run is, is a problem. I remember during one of my classes for social enterprise or social something, something. And we were supposed to come up with an idea for a company or a business. And one thing that came to mind for me personally was a gym for women exclusively for women so that women can feel safe which shouldn't have to happen in the first place right because i was thinking of how every time i've gone to the gym and women were there how the guys would stare but how the guys would try and come in um, and talk to you and, and vibe with you and try and get your number and all those things when all you're just looking for is a nice workout your music, burn some calories, and go home, right? And I feel like we shouldn't have to create a space for women to feel safe. 
Women should feel safe, period, wherever they are. Women should be able to go to the gym without feeling like everybody's watching them and everybody's talking about them and, and their figures and you know, what they're doing. Oh, look at that squat. Oh my God, look at that butt. All those kind of things, right? It's, 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 not, it's not necessary. And it's really up to us, the guys, to, to change this narrative, to change these, these mindsets. But enough about the effects on women. Let's talk about the roles y'all play. <laughs> Let's talk about the roles women play in toxic masculinity. I mean, consciously or unconsciously, some women have created the image of a man in their head that kind of fits the toxic man description. I mean, you know, he has to be minimum six foot tall. For those who don't understand the foot, it's about um, one meter, 50 centimeters. French, and then you know, he has to be tall, has to have six packs, has to have you know, this swag, and he has, he has to be sharp, he has to be very romantic. He has, he has to have a big penis. He has, I mean, all these, all these petty, petty things, right? All these petty, petty features. And what you do with this is make other men who are not who don't fit in these feel like they're not men the guy who's five foot eight because he's not tall he's gonna feel like he's never gonna get a woman because yeah you know <laughs> a man who doesn't have six packs a man who okay you need to be romantic guys i'm not, I'm not gonna sell that one but a guy who doesn't have a big penis he's gonna feel like he can't perform He's never going to be able to satisfy a woman, which is wrong. There are a whole other ways and methods in satisfying women than the size of your penis, by the way, guys. But we can talk about that on another day, you know, when we're talking about sex and all those things. But, um, yeah, I mean, having all these criterias is one of the reasons why men are toxic or because those who don't fit it's don't feel like they're men and those who do feel like they are the man <laughs> right and we all know the repercussions of that and in our part of the world unfortunately it's it's mothers and aunties who enforce these ideologies into young girls Media has a role to play as well, but let's just focus on the aunties for now. Now, they make the girls dream of, you know, the perfect man, and they forget to tell that, forget to tell them that there is no such thing as a perfect man. Okay? There is no such thing as a perfect man. My dad isn't perfect. I am not perfect. <laughs> I mean, I'm amazing, but <laughs> I'm definitely not perfect, right? And the part I hate the most, and they, they, they make them dream of this perfect man, 
who is supposed to do this and that for them, supposed to provide, you're supposed to, um, to take care of them, all these various other things and reasons, right? But the part I hate the most that really enters my inside <laughs> is when some women get married and their husbands cheat on them or beat them up, all those other horrible things men do to their wives. And it's the moms and the aunties that come to you and they say, oh, that's how men are. Oh, you have to endure. This is how it's going to be. Marriage is not easy. It's all about sacrifice. Blah, 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 blah. I hate it. I completely hate it. How can you tell a woman that her suffering is normal? Like it's okay. Okay, are you okay? <laughs> I don't I don't get it. I'll never understand that that auntie mother. African mindset. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. And you've sent your daughter into a marriage. The man is maltreating her. You're telling her to stay. All in the name of uh, the, the name of the family. You know, we have a reputation. And uh, you can't get a divorce against religion. Uh, there is there's an exception in the Bible where divorce is allowed. But anyways, that's, that's a whole other discussion. And it's, it just doesn't make sense. It's completely insane and a very stupid and ignorant mindset. And that's something that needs to change ASAP. Now, I think I've spoken a lot. And it's important to note that um, women aren't always at fault in terms of toxic masculinity, right? I feel like society teaches them or puts in them what they should expect in a man and really raises the realities, raises the bar of, of, of what the actual reality is. When they realize it's, you know, it's like it's too late to back down. So they just stick through staying, right? Which is very, very sad. And and yeah, I mean, girls, ladies, please stop putting pressure on guys to have the qualities and, and things that you look for. I mean, I'm not saying don't have a checklist. I'm saying your checklist shouldn't be, you know, about just physical attributes and um and what else and and being romantic. I mean have more than that he should be responsible he should be funny funny guys are amazing people we we are the best if, you, if you're with someone and he's not funny i'm sorry very very sorry but your relationship is boring <laughs> anyways yeah i mean you can have a list just don't expect that the guy that you marry is going to check every single box because I highly doubt that. There's another part to the article and we'll read it in our next episode. And on that note, we're going to end here. Thank you so much for your attention. And 
Going back to the quotes we started with, feminism has pushed the world to redefine and reconsider the role of girls and women, raising questions about boys and men and what the role is in society. We live in a world that has been dominated by men since like uh, forever. <laughs> and now that women are being empowered, it's like men don't know who they are anymore. They don't know what to do. They were so used to dominating or leading and um, doing things their own way without having to account to anyone. And now that they have to account to women and they have to share that dominance, that power, that um, influence, it's like they don't know who they are anymore. What are your thoughts about that? Passengers boarding flight 360 going to manhood, please. Report to boarding gate number five. I repeat, passengers boarding flight 360 going to manhood, please. Report to boarding gate four. Announcement, folks. Um, what? Do I have here? Um, well, um, this is uh, our last about one episode. Next week will be our last episode on the topic from toxic masculinity to healthy masculinity. And after that, we're going to be having a new topic, people. So we'll be posting a poll on the Instagram story, which will be up by now, so you can check that out. I'm also going to be sharing a link um, for those who are not on Instagram. I'll be sharing it, you know, WhatsApp, WhatsApp, and yeah, a link for you to choose from the following three topics: consent and rape culture. That's like one topic. Porn and masturbation. That's topic number two. And relationships. That is from friendships to love relationships to mother and father relationships and all those kinds of things. So yeah, let me know what topic you want us to discuss next. Um, lastly, um, when attempt to do Apple Podcast again for the longest time, I had asked for help. Nobody minded me, so I'll try again on my own. And we'll see how it happens. Now, January was weird, right? Not the only one. Like the first 15 days were so slow. Then it just flashed all of a second, all of a sudden. And now towards the 25th, it started slower now again. It's like it's racing a turtle. You know, when they're done, they're gonna come back and they're gonna finish them. Just so annoying. Anyways, guys, enjoy the last days of January. As always, plenty of love from this side. God bless you guys. Elon out.